You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is... April 12, 2021. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, well, the Orlando Magic fall to the Milwaukee Bucks, a game that reminds us exactly who the Magic are, a game where the Magic acknowledge exactly who they are, and a game where the Magic kind of try to stake out who they ultimately want to be within that context. We'll break that all down coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all to check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. By searching Gravity Download Podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Lando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Milwaukee Bucks? Check out our pals at Locked On Bucks. Want to look ahead to Monday's game against the San Antonio Spurs? Check out Locked On Spurs. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at Rock Auto. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Where do we start uh, with this game? Where do we start with how the Magic are playing right now with the effort that got put forward in a 124-87 to loss against the Milwaukee Bucks? As, as I've said over the numerous times that we've faced losses like this one, uh, this time a 37-point loss. Games like this say more about the losing team than the winning team. Putting up 124 points in the NBA isn't particularly odd. It's the giving up 87 that might be odd. There's a lot of random things that, that could happen that tip a game into a 30-point de- deficit. The Magic were down by... 15 points for the majority of this game, let's say. And then finally, in the third quarter and the fourth quarter, the dam broke. Milwaukee pulled away. It got out of hand. And yeah, the Magic put their deep bench in and the Magic's starters aren't particularly good. So why would their deep bench be any better? Orlando was down from pretty much the start of the game. Um, Their three-point defense struggled tremendously throughout the course of the game. They were just always a bit off. Um, you know, I'd say defensively, there were good defensive plays, but it's often three guys or two guys playing good defense on a possession and one or one guy doing their job and then another one just not quite in the right spot. And Milwaukee was able to take advantage of that, even without Giannis Antetokounmpo, and deliver the, the killing blow, so to speak. The Magic just were not able to keep up. They weren't able to stay on t- in touch. They weren't able to stay on track. And this is what happens. This is what happens in these kinds of games. This is what happens when you aren't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say dominating, I, when you aren't doing your job. Look, the Magic didn't do a whole lot right in this game. Um, even offensively, just going where the Bucks wanted them to go. Very little offensive force. And yeah, 
shots didn't fall. You know, by the raw stats, this is one of the worst offensive teams in the league right now. Um, since the trade deadline, they're 29th in points per game. They're last in field goal percentage, last in three-pointers three made, last in three-point field goal percentage. So even, it's 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 bad right now. The Magic just don't have a lot of options. The guys that they need to step up and play well just to give themselves a chance to win, just... There, there's a reason why they're not those players, that they shouldn't be the players that are relied on to do so. And, you know, I, I see, you know, Michael Carter-Williams get a lot of the ire, and I'm going to give him some some criticism coming up here in a minute. Um, it's, this team doesn't have many options, and the answer isn't to say, well, give Cole Anthony more shots. Cole Anthony's getting plenty of shots. The answer isn't to let the young guys go and play with play with mistakes the options aren't going to help the team win. And letting those young guys do more, which they're doing plenty already, um, isn't going to solve the problem. What's going to solve the problem is organization and understanding and anticipation and comfort. The fact of the matter is, about a week ago on the West Coast road trip, the Magic were playing very free and loose. Um, They had very basic principles and concepts perhaps installed, but they were playing against teams that had no clue what to face what they were facing. And the Magic did a good job finding points in the margins, getting turnovers, getting transition points, getting second chance points, getting to the foul line. Now that teams have tape on them, now that teams are studying up on them, that's all gone. That's no longer present. That's no longer there. And the Magic are struggling to break down teams that know exactly what it takes to stop them. As Steve Clifford put it, the only good thing that came out of this game was Mo Bamba shooting night. That's the only good thing that he saw all game. And frankly, he's right. That was the only good thing all game. The only positive to take from this game was Mo Bamba shot the ball really well and continues to look really good offensively. But yes, playing without a true power forward, thanks to Chumo Kiki sitting out the game with a sore hip. uh, And so much more. Just so much more, just not good play. Just just be frank, just not good. The Magic found themselves not good enough. Look, the team's fighting. It's it's not an effort issue. Um, You know, I I think I've said this several times over the last few weeks. Effort is the first step. It gets you halfway there. To win in this league, you need effort with direction. You can play hard. But if you're not playing hard and playing smart, you're still going to get beat. And you're going to get beat badly. That's how this league works. There, isn't, there just isn't anything else to break down. For the, Ma- the Magic have such a tight window to win. They need all their players playing well. They need to make three-pointers. Like I- I'll say this again. like Whether the Magic win or lose is going to come down to whether they make three-pointers. It's, it's that simple. And if they're settling for three-pointers, they're going to lose. If they're not getting turnovers, they're going to lose. If they're not forcing turnovers and getting out in transition, they're going to lose. If they're not getting to the foul line, they're probably going to lose. Like There are, I mean, this I talk, I've talked about this a lot over the last few years. There's a margin for error. The Magic's margin for error was very thin. Like the Magic probably, like before the trade deadline, the Magic probably had four or five or, you know, five or six things, I would say, that they had to do to win. And if 
they did three of them, they're probably going to lose. They do four of them, they, they have a good shot at winning. If they do all of them, they, they could beat anybody. The best teams, they probably have those same five or six things they need to do to win, but the best teams against most opponents probably only need to do one or two of them. That's the difference. Right now, the Magic have five or six things they need to do to win, and they probably need to do all five or six of them if they're going to win. Against the Bucks, the Magic did none of them. And that's why you get a result like this. Or maybe they did one. Maybe they played with effort. Maybe that's the one. Maybe that's one. But that should be a given. Right now, this Magic team needs organization. They need some confidence. Some belief in themselves, perhaps. And maybe just a night where everything goes their way. Got to keep the faith. They got to keep working. They got to keep doing it all. We'll get into what the Magic are saying after this loss and what the Magic are saying about themselves and their goals for the rest of the season as the third quarter of the season comes to a close. We'll also go through the final box board here coming up in just a moment. But first, you're the hiring expert for your company. And what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. So you need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. With tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately. And Indeed skills test that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests or add your own. Then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applicants that meet them. According to TalentNest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Today's podcast also brought to you by your pals at Built Bar. The new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious than ever with 18 amazing flavors of d- delicious protein bars. I am not a protein bar person, but I love these protein bars. The perfect protein supplement to my diet after I work out. Really, whenever I want, I feel get, I get a guilt-free hit of chocolate. It tastes good, and it's good for me. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for keto diets, and come in amazing flavors, most of them under 150 calories. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Let's run through the final box score for you real fast. For the Orlando Magic, uh, not a lot to say here. Um, But let's start with Mo Bamba. 
Um, you know, if there's one positive thing that came out from this game is that Mo Bamba shot the ball extremely well. 21 points, 8 for 11 shooting, 5 for 6 from beyond the arc, 5 rebounds for the game. He was actually the oh, or one of two players on the team that shot better, that shot 50% or better from the floor. Devin Kennedy, the other, going 1 for 2 in 7 minutes of play. Um, Mo was really good, though, and this isn't just about Mo getting shots or making shots. I, I thought his... His movement and his spatial awareness were really, really good. Um, he picked the right times to roll. He picked the right times to pop. He popped to the right spaces. Generally, I felt like he did a good job putting himself in a position uh, to score um, and to be available to score and receive passes. And then he converted on those passes. Um, again, your your best your best ability is your availability. Uh, Bamba was in the right spots, and I thought he moved confidently. He shot confidently. Uh, and even tried taking guys off the dribble on a few occasions. Um, I, I thought, you know, Mo. We'll get into this a little bit here in a bit, but Mo was very hard on himself after the game. Um, I felt generally he was fine. Um, yes, his his mobility was a little bit off, and a lot of that was because of the hip injury that he was dealing with that he picked up in Friday's loss to the Pacers. Um, he he, to me though, he still did a lot of really good things. Um, uh, and, and I think that his defense is getting better. I think his diagnosis of plays is getting better. Still maybe a half step slow, but he is getting better on that front. And, there, you know, there were parts of the game where I wondered, you know, is Bamba the better option at center right now than Wendell Carter? And I, I didn't think we'd get there this year. I didn't think we'd get there at all. Um, the added playing time is giving him confidence. He is playing extremely well on the offensive end, which is a big issue for the Magic. Both sides of the ball are a big issue for the Magic, to be honest. Um, but Mo playing this well is really, really um, exciting. Um, it's I'll talk a little bit more about what Mo said after the game um, coming up here in a minute. Um, but the fact that he's taking a lot of ownership and responsibility about the team is really, really good and important too. Um, Mo's playing really, really well. Um, you know, I hope that he can get a get you know kind of the hip injury that he's dealing with squared away because the mobility is a big factor, especially on the defensive end. Still, just. Uh, Rotating maybe a half step late or or a step or a, a tick late, um, and that's the difference for a lot of these things. You got to be on time. Uh, you got to diagnose a play and be on time. Um, you know, I say this all the time to like to, to people at work uh, a, a lot. You know, if you're going to be wrong, be wrong confidently. Um, you know, you know, make a choice and stick to that choice. And I think sometimes Bomba gets caught thinking a little bit too much instead of playing instinctually, and I think that's that's a big piece of this puzzle. Not a lot going on. Otherwise, you know, Cole Anthony, the only other player for the Magic in double figures, 12 points, 5 for 16 shooting, missed all six of his three-pointers. Seven rebounds, five assists. Cole's still getting his legs under him. Um, again, it's the same issues that he had, though, before the injury. Um, goes through spurts where he is really good and really effective and able to get wherever he wants on the court. Other times, he looks very sped up and just not able to make the right reads um, and make the right plays, and a shot is just... It's inconsistent right now. I mean, that's that's. I think it's fine. I think he'll be fine. Um, but his shot just isn't there consistently. I mean, we could say the same thing about Gary Harris. Gary Harris, nine points, four for ten, shooting one for three from beyond the arc. Um, still getting his legs under him. It's very, very clear. Still not 100% sure he knows where he's supposed to be. And I mean, that's the biggest problem the Magic have is, you know, they've got a bunch of rookies who rookies never know where they're supposed to be. Uh, and then you got a bunch of new players who don't know where they're supposed to be. Um, that all just kind of adds up the team. I mean, the number one issue for the team is they're just not on the same page. They just don't, they don't have, they're not confident in what they're doing yet. Um, and it shows, but Harris, you know, he looked, he looks fine. Um, he's getting his shots up, um, you know, for sure. 
um, sometimes a little too much, but um, I'm confident those shots will start going down with more consistency as he finds his comfort and the Magic start running a few more plays for him and getting him going, um, as well as I'm confident that uh, I'm confident that Harris is going to uh, be, be a big help defensively. I think the Magic are a lot more organized with him on the court, all things considered, uh, and so I think that Harris will still be a big player. He started today's game. Um, in place of Chumo Kiki, who was out with uh, with a sore uh, with a with a sore hip, I believe was was the was the injury was the injury. Um, again, no one else really scoring a ton. Michael Carter Williams with nine points on four for ten shooting, um, zero for five from beyond the arc. Uh, you know, I thought that Carter Michael Carter Williams' defense is fine. Um, you know, that's not the issue. But to me, the big issue with MCW and the way that he's played the last two games, particularly, is I I feel like. Rightly or wrongly, this team is going to take a lot of its cues from MCW. As long as MCW is the starting point guard, and even then, like I think that MCW is kind of the team's barometer for its intensity. Um, I feel like he, I feel like because he gives the team a little bit of an edge, um, that he, that he really kind of drives this team forward. And if the team's going to play well, it's going to be because. MCW is kind of setting the tone for the for the team, and, and I think against Indiana, he got frustrated and it showed, uh, and 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 that put the magic in a hole because um, I think the team feeds off his energy. Um, when he was more focused in the second half, the Magic were better, um, and especially defensively, the Magic were a whole lot better. Um, I feel like again, I, I think that Michael Carter Williams is kind of taking the mantle from Evan Fournier uh, of the guy that is. Not necessarily playing poorly, but noticeably, uh, you know, get shoulders to blame when the team plays poorly. Um, you know, I, I, he's just he's kind of become the new scapegoat for the team. Um, and I don't think it's completely misplaced. I think some of it is misguided because again, the Magic have miscast Michael Carter Williams. Um, you know, there's a lot of Magic fans saying you know they they should they should they shouldn't play Carter Williams. Or they should buy him out or some crazy stuff like that. He only played 22 minutes. Um, you know, I, I give Steve Clifford a lot of credit. Everyone is playing fairly even minutes. And I know this was a blowout game. No one played more than 30 minutes. RJ Hampton played 26. Um, veteran, you know, since the trade deadline, only Chumo Kiki is, is averaging more than 30 minutes per game. Um, you know, young guys are playing. That's not the issue here. Um, the issue is not that young guys aren't getting experience and getting the ball and, and getting shots. I mean, Cole Anthony led the team in field goal attempts with 16. Um, that's that's it, it, the issue. That, that, that is not the issue. Um, I, I do agree that I think the Magic need to do a better job sprinkling veterans around their their roster uh, and into their rotations. Um, I think that the starting lineup does need a change. Um, the group that they have out there right now just doesn't have enough offense to sustain anything. And, you know, a lot of it is probably waiting for Cole Anthony to get himself kind of in, in a good place so that the Magic feel comfortable starting him and maybe moving MCW back to a bench roll. But even that, I think, is a bit of a risk. But right now, MCW, I feel like, has to understand his leadership role. Um, this is a young roster. MCW is probably looked up to as one of the vets on the team. Uh, he is one of the vets on the team, but looked up to as one of the leaders on the team. Again, right or wrong, we're just going to focus on this year only. We're not talking about bigger picture. I'm not talking about what, what the Magic do with them in the offseason. This team right now, MCW is the leader. MCW is, I, I think, the guy that, that everything kind of springs from. When he's playing well, when he's playing with energy, this team has a real chance. If he's frustrated and he he tends to wear his emotions on his sleeve, and that's what makes him an effective player, especially coming off the bench, 
uh, when he wears those emotions on his sleeve and they're, and it's negative and it's frustration, this team's going to suffer for it. When he settles for three-point shots, that is giving the defense a gift. Um, he missed all five of his three-pointers. So again, he went four for five on two-point shots. That, you know, Michael Carter-Williams is a guy that, that's got to get in the lane for the Magic. He's the one that's going to create pressure and create uh, rotations and create change for the team. And if he doesn't do it, there's just no one else on this roster who can. Um, so much, I think, has to come from MCW. And so, to me, this was not a good game for him. Um, you know, he really st- I thought he settled for three-pointers, didn't bring the right energy, kind of didn't set the tone for the team that the Magic need. Um, so again, nine points, four for 10 shooting, over five from beyond the arc. It's nothing crazy. Just one assist, I think really says a lot. Um, you know, but again, he wasn't alone. Terrence Ross struggled to one for six, you know, four points. James Dennis, six points, two for seven shooting. Um, you know, Wendell Carter, his offense is coming and going eight points, seven rebounds, just three for seven shooting, missed a couple bunnies right at the basket early on in the game. And, and again, that, those kind of things matter. Um, I think that the Magic do need to consider some lineup changes, some rotation changes. Um, they need to get off to better starts. That's 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 just such a big thing for this team. And, and I, I just think there there isn't good balance between the, the two playing groups that the Magic have. Orlando shoots just 37.2% overall, just 8 for 36 from beyond the arc, 22.2%. They do get to the line 19 times, 15 for 19 from foul line, but still not enough. Only 7 offensive rebounds and 14 turnovers. The box, meanwhile... Shoot 48.9% from the floor. 19 of 40 from beyond the arc, so just a shade under 50%. They get 12 offensive rebounds. They turn the ball over only seven times. Chris Middleton leading the way with 21 points as Giannis Antetokounmpo sets out yet another game. The Milwaukee Bucks defeat the Orlando Magic, though, 124-87. to Orlando will be back in action on Monday at the Amway Center to close out this homestand against the San Antonio Spurs. We'll talk about what the Magic are kind of discovering about themselves here in just a moment. But first, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is over, but the NBA, MLB, and the NHL are now in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to, the rest, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online and use the promo code Locked On to get that. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Scouting reports, draft rooms, mock drafts, and full coverage of the draft process now that March Madness is over four days a week. From credential draft experts. Follow the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. After a 30, whatever, 37 point loss or whatever, whatever it ended up being, um, you know, Steve Clifford did what he sometimes does. Very, very short press conference, answered the question he wanted to answer, put some blame on himself, said the team needs to be better, yada, 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 yada. Let me just read what he said. Um, he said, quote, We're going to have some nights like this. It happened in Utah. It's where we're at. It was a bad performance. I'm in charge of the team. We've got to do better. Were there positives? Mo shot the ball. We've got to rebound better. That group defensively was horrendous. I'm in charge of how we play. It's going to be part of this. It can't be every night. When you play like tonight, nobody got better. That's the point of it. You don't just throw guys out there if you have the right approach. And we don't 
have ways so there's purpose of play. We're not going to learn. We can't have that. To me, this quote is revealing of what the Magic's goals are for the rest of the season. Now, a lot of the debates that I've had with fans and, and, and the philosophy that, that I'm ascribing to the team, and, and one that I honestly do share, um, is less about wins and losses now. You know, I I do believe the team should win when they have the chance and all that and all that stuff, but it's now more about how is the best way for this young team to grow. Steve Clifford, who is all about winning and all about doing the right things and all about laying those foundations, admits here in this quote. And if you haven't watched the video, go to uh, Ma- the Magic's website. Um, it, I believe they posted there. You can find it on the Magic's PR Twitter account as well as on YouTube on the Orlando Magic's. Uh, YouTube page, um, Steve Clifford essentially admits that yes, winning is winning is still the goal, but it's not an everyday reality. The fact of the matter is, this team right now is not built to win. It is too young. It is too inconsistent. It doesn't have all its pieces, uh, and winning is going to be hard to do. Winning is going to be hard to come by. But what the goal is for the rest of the season, the goal is right now, is how do we get better? How do we get our young guys to play better? To play the way that they'll ultimately have to play? To learn how to win again? Playing the way they played Sunday night, certainly not going to do the trick. That is certainly not how the Magic ultimately win games. That is certainly not how the Magic... um, eventually take that ne- that important next step. Orlando has to be better, plain and simple. But that's not everything, of course. That's not all there is. Um it, 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 it's it's not that easy. To say, oh, just play better. Clifford's trying to get the team organized and get the team with the right mindset, with the right strategy, with the right everything to take that step. Um, it, it, you don't just roll the ball out and let them play. You've got to be doing the right things. And, and if there's frustration right now, it's that he isn't letting go of all the grips. Um, again, veterans have more leeway under Steve Clifford. That's just a fact of life. But... Them playing poorly or them having bad habits, that's not what's going to kill this franchise. What's going to kill this franchise is if, you know, Cole Anthony has it in his head that he can shoot any time he wants or that playing poor defense is going to be somehow excused. That's what's going to hurt this team in the long run. And so if the Magic are being careful with their young players or carefully prescribing their roles and trying to find little success there, that's why. Because they're important beyond this year. And no one else is. Steve Clifford made a really important distinction. Um, he distinguished this loss and the loss of the Jazz to the loss to Denver. Against Denver, Orlando had the lead for most of the game. Gave it away in the second half. But we're still in a tight game with five minutes to play. And what Clifford was upset about in that game was the Magic's inability to take what they'd learned or what had been drawn up for them on the board in the timeout and apply it in the games. 
What he was upset about in that game was just the Magic's inability to adjust in-game, to listen to coaching in-game, and take that step to, to have a chance to win. But that's something Clifford said they can learn from. Those kinds of mistakes in a competitive environment allow for growth. So that the next time the Magic are in that situation, and again, maybe it's not the next time, but moving on down the road, the Magic understand, oh, we need to make sure we do X, Y, and Z so that the Denver game doesn't happen again. Against Milwaukee, you just don't learn much. You don't have that learning experience. Being competitive matters. Being in those pressure situations matters. Seeing how to win in those pressure situations matters. The Magic know what they are at this point. They, they know they're not a team that's going to win a ton of games. They know they're a team that's going to end up with a top lottery pick. They know this. There's no denying it. There's no avoiding it. They know it. We know it. Y'all know I'm not the big. I'm not a tank person, but this Magic team is going to finish probably with the top four with top four odds in the lottery. If not, now looking like maybe top three with the Pistons now only, I think, a game or a half game ahead of the Magic. I think they're a half game uh, behind the Magic in the standings. So the Magic are right there in that top, in that bottom three group or that bottom four group. Um, and, And I don't see that changing. The Magic have some talented players. I think they'll still pick up a few surprising wins along the way, but consistency is not what young teams do, especially teams without top-end talent or without, you know, their top-end talent are essentially bench guys. But what's important is that the Magic still demand more of themselves. That the Magic understand that, yes, wins are going to be hard to come by and there will be nights like this on Sunday. Sunday night will be not be the last time the Magic lose a game by 20, 25, maybe even 30 points. There will be more nights like that and they're going to suck especially if you don't have the opportunity to learn something from them. Magic aren't going to learn very much from this game. But what's important is the Magic understand and know that this is not acceptable. That even when they play well, there's more they can do. And for that, you turn to Mo Bamba. When Mo Bamba was asked about how he played offensively in the strong game offensively, he said, quote, I put that all I put that all on me. I'm that back line of defense. There's so many more things that I need to be doing out there, starting with talk, getting guys in the right place. We have a lot of young guys. I've been in the league three years now. I need to be someone they can lean on for guidance and how to defend an NBA offense. I put that on me. It ends with rebounds. I need to go out there and I need to make plays and finish possessions. I need to do a better job fighting for loose balls and going out there and being physical. He would later say in his press availability on Sunday, quote, I don't have anything nice to say about myself. I need to do a better job being there for my teammates defensively. There's still a lot of questions about Mo Bamba. Um, there was a reason why he wasn't playing. And, and a lot of it is the stuff that he just identified there. Um, playing behind an all-star center, Nikola Vucevic, makes it even tougher. But now that he has minutes and he is playing well offensively, he understands and knows 
that he has to do more. That he isn't, that in his eyes, scoring isn't enough. And for young players especially, that is a huge revelation. Scoring isn't enough to be a successful player in this league. Whether Mo is able to do more defensively certainly has the potential. Whether he's able to get all that stuff down, it's going to be a work in progress for the rest of the season. I am certainly seeing signs that Mo is getting better on that end with more playing time and kind of getting back to diagnosing plays at a higher level. Whether he can take that next step and become a, a, true, a potential starting center, that's going to be off-season work. And certainly the Magic could end up taking another lanky, you know, not another lanky, but another shot-blocking center in the draft in Evan Mobley. So the pressure, I think Mo, Mo should understand the pressure is on him. And, and, he, and again, it sounds like he wants to be a leader. It sounds like he understands and knows where he has to improve. And now that he has that responsibility and an unfettered access to minutes, you know, barring his injuries, he understands that he has to play better. He, he feels the weight of that responsibility. Steve, Clifford might be wrong then. There is, this game did provide something for this team to learn. That with more minutes comes more responsibility. Comes a self-awareness of where you have to improve. The Magic may not win a lot more games this year. But they're going to demand a whole lot more of themselves. And that's where the real growth is going to lie. Whether they can diagnose and identify the flaws within themselves as individuals and as a team and work to make them just a little bit better with the final quarter of the season they have ahead of them. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Sit your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore Bean. Of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can also find us on Twitter there at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross from Life. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.